0: э Welcome to Death Metal Dicks. The last two weeks I've been doing the Solomon's Cup thing. Solomon's Cup? Yeah, that's where you don't come at all. Oh. Keep it full. Yeah. I didn't know he kept it full. That's why he was so wise. He wanted to yeah. split a baby in half. Huh. What else was he up to? He had a sick palace. Yeah. He yeah. just told people how it is. He was like uh, Judge Joe Brown, but Jewish. Man, I remember them telling me about him killing babies when I was in Sunday school as a baby, as a young, <laughs> yeah. As a young boy. Yeah, sure. Like, Whoa, shit. Well, he didn't actually kill it. He had other people do it, right? No, no, no. So, like, basically, these two moms were trying to say that this baby was theirs. Oh, yeah. They cut it Solomon, See, Solomon's the wisest man that there is. Mm-hmm. And he said, okay, we don't have DNA test infinity yet. Well, you know, again, basically, Judge Joe Brown. For Israel. So he yeah. was like, Look, motherfucker, you, I'm from the streets. I served a hard life and I know how this shit go. Now, one time we had these crackheads on my block and they was fighting over a rock and we couldn't figure out who to give it to. So I said, All right, bitch, here's what we're finna do. We're gonna bust that rock in half. You're gonna take half and you're gonna take half. So we about to do the same shit with that baby and y'all gonna shut the fuck up about it. Well, one of the moms, oh says, "Okay, fine," and the other mom says, "No, no, just give it to her because I can't bear for the child to be hurt." So Solomon said, "Now I can see you're the real mother." Oh wow! Yeah, I do remember the story. What if me and you had to do that with a pussy? We had to split it. I don't want to split it right down the middle. Yeah, yeah, sure. so yeah. There's got to be a solution here. I mean, I don't know that you go first. You would? Yeah, I like a. Yeah, I, you're a good friend. I like me? a tight and creamy man. You really are the glue that holds my foundation together. Well, I mean, you know, it's like... What if it's just tight? Hey, it's not creamy. And oh, you, so you want me to make it creamy? And then you get it creamy for sure. me. Sure. Yeah, man. I've only run into a couple of creamy ones. Yeah, dude. They're nice. They're nice. It's rare, rare. I mean, Solomon was the wisest man, so surely he knew where the cream came from. That's yeah. got to be... I've, you know... Done plenty of internet research to find where the cream comes from, but there's no answer. They'll try to say it's something like a infection, but it's not. It's not. It just drips, man. If you were like, pull down, just watch it drip. Yeah. 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 Cream. Yeah, I like that. It's hard to get away from. Cream rises to the slop. I've been in a bad situation where I hated the person, but I just loved the product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's usually kind of a bigger lady. <laughs> bigger ladies got the creamy ones. Yeah. Yep. Today. The girl I did, the, I mean, the first one I ever got up inside it was creamy. She had oh, multiple God. sclerosis, so maybe there's something to that. Hey, man. Well, maybe. we had a full fucking, uh, you know, the plan was to go, we went to Dallas, and the plan was to record a podcast in a hotel room when we were hammered drunk to bring back the glory days, but we got too drunk. Yeah. And then I made Chris Boner from Frozen Soul mad because uh, I told him we were going to, I I said probably. We were going to go meet up with them while we were down there. But then we just got too hammered. We were like 40 minutes away. Yeah. You so, got mad? No, not really mad. He just didn't respond. <laughs> but, you know, they listened. Shout out to them. Dude, we for sure wanted to hang out. But we just, you know, left to our own devices. The thing, like, we don't drink like we used to. And I know that's kind of peeling the curtain back. Yeah. And probably hurts a lot of feelings. I mean, people know that you don't because your DUI situation. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't. So, when we were, we had like a three-year run where every Monday we would record. I mean, we're not on like... we're Number one, we're not on clockwork like we used to be because we're pretty much down Brian. I mean, we send him the files. He puts it together, which is why we need you to go to patreon.com backslash death metal detectives. It's basically a secret society for $5 a month because... Yeah. We put out a new episode pretty much every week on there, so there's a huge back catalog. If you're not already on that, and I know a lot of you are, and that's fine. And I don't know if you guys listen to a lot of podcasts. Uh, I got a couple of PayPal donations recently for like 15, 20 bucks, and uh, I should know the names, but you know who you are. Salute for that. That's very nice. But you know, we got like a we have a weird mix of listeners where we have like an older white male crowd that I don't think know how like Patreon, for example, works. Yeah, like yeah, they wouldn't yeah. be able to figure it out on their phone. Like, people in their 40s get crushed when you have to try to figure something out, like how to make Patreon episodes play on your phone. Yeah. So, uh, understandable. But, secret Society, because that's where we go to say things that we can't have shared publicly. Yeah. Because you can't... You Now, you could, like, record those episodes nefariously and put them out, and that would be very shitty of you. But, for the most part, we're hidden behind the safety of a paywall. So... Mm. a lot naughtier over there and we name a lot of names and we put the blame on a lot of people that need to have it put on we just can't say their names on here because too many people listen we've learned a lot of valuable lessons over the years like me sharing my phone number on a podcast Yeah, yeah, yeah you put it on an episode when you know 14 of your friends are listening and then last podcast on the left steals from you and your podcast blows up and then people are sending you text messages and calling your phone Yeah. At all hours of the night. And you got to switch your phone number over. And you're a business guy. And you got a lot of important contacts. And now they can't get a hold of you. So that was. You you learn. You learn. You learn. Mm -hmm. So the naughty stuff is over there. If that's what you're craving. We're misbehaving. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Went down to Dallas. Got fucking. Just honked. And I'm out of practice. So what would happen is Monday nights. We had a specific routine. And. We record episodes. Record videos we'd be there for hours and we would run through probably 230 packs generally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then on top of that I was running restaurants. So I every, you know, I'd get off work and drink a few beers. So I would say out of 7 days of the week I drank 5 of the days. I got drunk 3 of the days and extremely drunk one of the days. So my body was conditioned for it. Yeah. I could just run through booze. Uh, I would wake up and feel like shit, but not near as bad as I do now. Because when you're not in the mix of things, it just annihilates you, man. Sure. Like Wednesday. I mean, we had a we were our whole plan was to just go and be as ignorant as possible. Wednesday to Friday, complete nuisances. And mm-hmm. we got there Wednesday, and I got a 12 pack. You got a 24 pack. So basically. Maximum, we drank 20. Maximum, we drank 18 beers each. I mean, it was all gone, so we, we probably drank No, nah, there was three beers left over even by the time we left uh, Friday. So, we we blew it. Yeah, yeah. No, that was of our friend's 12-pack. Oh, I know. I had three of the. Oh, and we also got another six-pack of Tall Boys. Yeah. And then we uh, drank a bottle of wine. Well, that was the next day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the first day, we ran through the 36. We drank four of the sixteen ounce six pack, not a lot for what we are yeah, accustomed yeah. to, but man, we just got rocked. Yeah, it's crazy. Like you know, it's like I could just fucking crank them back, and now it's like if I drink like three or four beers, I feel okay, and I'm not. It didn't really fuck me off the next couple of days, but once I get past that, now it's like it's really like shit for days. It's not even like a day of recovery. It's just like you yeah. feel it when you go back to the gym. I mean, dude, I f- still feel bad, and I don't know if it's that. I think I. I think I, my daughter was sick, and I think I've encountered sickness, oh, yeah. and my body yeah. is warding it off. Yeah, 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 I do have yeah, a yeah. very powerful immune system. Yeah. Never got COVID, that type of shit. But I can feel something. And I bet if I wouldn't have drank, I wouldn't have even had like – yeah, I wouldn't have even known. Yeah. So, hey, man, it hurts to be like that. I miss being a t- complete party pig, but – Yeah. Good like deal. I'm going to go watch Orthodox on Thursday, and I'm, I'm not going to even drink a beer. Yeah. It's not even going to be tough. Like, I think to myself, because I go there, they give me beers. And I'm just not, like, I'm not even. Yeah. I'm normally like, it's going to be a problem because I can't say no to beer. Like, dude, I could easily say no to beer right now. Easily. Yeah. You couldn't make me drink a beer. Yeah. It sucks. But then there's also, like, over the last. I mean, I don't know when I really tightened up. Maybe six months ago, just my... I've been so good about sticking to nutritional guidelines for myself that I feel like are appropriate. It's a very slow grind for losing weight, which is the proper way to do it so you don't lose muscle and shit. And I'm just so regimented. Like, any bumps in the road to that make me feel like complete shit. Yeah. So... Being a fucking, I don't know, and I'm older. I don't know, man. It's a bummer. Yeah, it's way different, man. It's like, I remember just like being able to fucking recover so quick from everything and just being like, okay, well, I really fucked up this weekend, but I got to get back on track. And now it's like day two or three and you're back and you're like, damn it, man, I really shouldn't have done that. Like, you don't feel bad, but you, you feel off, you know? but let's dive right into this motherfucking podcast i got a few crimes this week because i watched uh several documentaries trying to recover from the weekend laying in bed and uh i'll say my album of the week right now big drum roll big surprise everyone get ready buckle your fucking pussies up i'm going with skinhead and their ep skinhead i can't remember if i picked that last week i hope i didn't so no but it is fucking good man Dude, it's hilarious. It's like, uh, you know, blood for blood again. I've been listen- We've been listening to that conservative military image and like all the newer wave of like, I guess what you would call OI or skinhead bands and all this shit's got me wanting to dress like Alfalfa a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they just look like a bunch of fucking little rascals. That's yeah. what the the entire dress situation is over there. It's like yeah. it's a uh, Oxford shirts or a polo shirt, suspenders. Pants way up over your belly button, which I already do anyway. That's how you wear pants. You remember being a kid and your grandpa would be like, Your pants don't go there, they go up here. Yeah. We're like, shut up. But no, like. That's true. I also, I just also didn't used to have cheeks. Getting yeah. cheeks was an extreme change in pants style. Yeah. Yeah. Cheeks will change things for you. For sure. It's insane to go from no, I, I had no cheeks. No cheeks. Yeah. I remember my wife used to constantly put me down for being cheekless. Cheekless, yeah. Now I've got a lot of cheeks. Yeah. I'm a step above what I was, but I'm not, you know, my cheeks are, they're uh, they are nice. Man. Probably, yeah, I didn't want to bug you the other day. We got to figure the squat thing out for you. Yeah, yeah no. For There's, a will, way. Yeah. There's a way. There's a way. It's just, uh, I don't know, man. It just cranks my back. And it makes me try yeah. to like. I mean, it's a lot of. Uh, I'm not going to run these people through Lift Talk, but there, there's a way to work around what your leverages are because there yeah. is for everybody. Like, no matter what's yeah. going on, there's something that can happen. But I, I firmly believe, like, you can do all types of shit, man, but nothing gets you cheeked up like a fucking squat and a deadlift. Yeah. It's just pure cheek power, man. <laughs> like, you're driving off your cheeks, bro. Your cheeks have no option. Yeah. It's like what happens to fucking fat women, dude, their face, their face gets so blown out that their cheeks fucking rise up and revolt. Yeah. Their cheeks become a separate entity. Yeah. Becomes, and that, that's what you want to do to your ass. Yeah. Like you want to put so much force on your body that your butt cheeks simply have to go out. <laughs> Speaking of cheeks, I, I kind of changed it up a little bit. This was my album of the week. I uh, got uh songs from the big chair, Tears for Fears. You are going to have to talk up. I said songs from the big chair, Tears for Fears. Oh, yeah. That's good. It's great. You were really fagging out about me listening to Depeche Mode the other day. Me? Yeah. No, I wouldn't. Uh, I was probably just cranky. Uh, You just kept doing bits about it. and I was like, I guess you don't like this. No, I do. I like it. Yeah. I like Depeche Mode. Yeah. Yeah, Depeche Mode's interesting. And Tears for Fears... They don't have near as many albums. Yeah. But the Pesh has had, like, they've gone through pretty much every flavor of goth tune you could come up with. But they got that Sweet Pocket, which was the early 80s, where it's kind of, like, more upbeat. Yeah. And then they get kind of, like, older gothy later. Something about the music, I think the thing I like about the music is the bass tone and a lot of that shit. Yeah, it's Look, all jingly jangly. All comes beaver, from fucking typo, pretty much. Like when I hear that, and like somebody else is doing that shit, I'm like, yeah, I gotta love that sound. Extra quiet. I don't know. My throat's all. Well, I haven't had to get onto you for <clears> quiet. <throat> Where's your water at, dog? It's right by you. I got this energy drink. I'm good. Okay. Sex. Is it better? Well, yeah. We just pigged out, and then I had to recover, and so in my recovery, there's several. New Netflix documentaries and they keep with these motherfuckers out, and that's really like the best way for me to do quote unquote research these days yeah. is because I can sit there, <clears throat> munch of Adderall, watch it, retain enough information to be pertinent, but then I don't have to sit here and try to read through some dumbass shit. Sure. The first one I watched, man, yeah, we live in Arkansas and I'm very familiar. With the southern lifestyle, yeah, I know tons of people who have boats. They wear fishing shirts, uh, hey dude, shoes, hey dude, shoes, plaid shorts, yeah, you know. But they're still like frat boy party guys, yeah. So in the South, like the the look that people take on, where they get their clothes. we're talking about skinhead culture, that is a very expensive style to maintain. Yeah. You got to buy Doc Martens or whatever that other fucking gay British leather company is. You got to buy Fred Perry shirts, uh, Ben Sherman pants, Ben Sherman bomber jacket, Lonsdale shit. It's all... Every single item of clothes. I mean, the jeans are in the hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Everything's in the hundreds of dollars. Well, rednecks or Southerners, however you want to describe them, they do something similar, but they do all that at Bass Pro. Yeah. So they go to, it doesn't matter what it looks like or what the style is. It's just what costs the most at Bass Pro. That's how wealthy Southern people decide they're going to look like and for the last 15 years or so it's been that shirt that's got the open back the netting on the inside actually a super comfortable shirt i have one for hiking it's nice you know it's breezy doesn't uh stick to your skin yeah it's that's nice yeah 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 no i can't wear it in public no so i have a an image to maintain and these type of the and everyone knows this type of dude it's like when you're in high school you know they have almost a bowl cut, but the back's shaved all the way, but the front's a bowl cut. Like it's it's a fade and it's it's a taper. That's what a taper. Yeah. So the back's nice and clean, the sides are nice and clean. It's not the shape of a bowl cut, but the front is still a bowl cut. Yeah. And they could do several things with. it. They can let it flop down loose. They can uh, put gel in it and push it up. Yeah. But it, it's all the same sort of thing. And then they grow up, and they become car salesmen or lawyers or whatever their family's doing is typically what they end up doing. Sure. And they usually were athletic and played sports in high school and then just went to shit. I and mean, looked good in their 20s because of, like, their past. Maybe they go to the gym a little bit in their 20s, but when they're 30s hit and they have a kid, it just completely, they just blow it out. Sure. Because it's nonstop. I mean, Southern water culture, everything you do involves you pounding beers and eating fried food. Yeah. So, if you're going fishing all day, you're going to fry the fish. You're going to eat fries, hush puppies. A hush puppy has got to be one of the most disgusting products on the planet. It's fish batter, deep fried. You, you, you smash it into a circle and you deep fry it. It's, it's cornbread batter. And then they yeah, the, that's what they batter the fish with, too. Yeah, like yeah. I've seen all this go down. Yeah. So, just I'm just being pigs. Yeah. 24-7. Barbecue. Extra sauce, carbicides, just a disgusting lifestyle. So they they all get really fat. The women get – everyone gets fat. Yeah. The South is incredibly fat. I mean, Arkansas, I think, is like 47th for most obese in the population. And we're actually going to go down to Alabama for this one. And either them or Mississippi are the reigning champions for the most obese state in the nation. Mm-hmm. They're interchangeable, and same with the the uh, worst education. And we're in that mix, too, so I'm yeah, not yeah, yeah. shitting on them. We're equally – we're in the same – we're all in the same boat, as it were. So this family down there, the Murdoch family, are you familiar with this? Have you uh-huh. looked at the documentary at all? All right. So basically, it's a generational family of lawyers. So they've been – The line that has done all these crazy crimes are direct links to lawyers. But they've got cousins and other offshoots that are also cops. So basically, in this fucking small Alabama town, they are the town. They make up the entire judicial system. I mean, they're like, they're like cops, bailiffs, jailers, lawyers, judges. It's sketchy as shit. Yeah. And you can get away with anything you want to in that type of thing until the same thing that's ruined the rest of the world, the internet, comes around. And someone from somewhere else finds out about what's going on. And in this case, it was shit like uh, Southern Living, Mm. like blew him out of the water. And then the New York Times got involved and just Southern Gossip blew up into internet legend, which got reporters curious which blew their whole thing up. southern gossip is unparalleled to oh, any other my type god of gossip, church see people think that church you just go and you're respectful and you're quiet and you simply praise the lord and go home couldn't be more wrong it's just a bunch of pigs hungover coming in showing getting dressed up showing their faces to each other shaking hands and then before the service during Sunday school and any related activity to those, they're just talking shit about everyone else that they've ever known. Southern gossip isn't even rude. It just is the thing. Yeah. Everyone knows what everyone's done for their entire life. And this Murdoch family were pieces of shit. Now, again, we're not doing in depth. You can watch the documentary. If you want to know all the ins and outs, the Netflix documentary does kind of suck because they set it up for a season two that's never good Uh, for a documentary and also the dude the dad in it just got sentenced so the first crime that happens in this thing is there's they're they're building up they show you who the family is what they've been up to why they don't get in trouble for anything the first thing that somebody actually is kind of accountable for is there's a group of friends there's the and this they're all freaks like they're all gingers mm. so everyone in this whole lineage is just a blown out red-faced ginger Ugh. and there's the one that just got out of high school who is like still pretty fresh to play in sports but he's on the way and they're just nonstop 24-7 partying uh, they've got access to cocaine because they have so much money supposedly they fly in coke on a private jet That lands on their property. They do have an airstrip. Damn. That's kind of unsubstantiated, but also this whole small town in Alabama has tons of coke. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably is a fact. They do, you know, they got ecstasy. They have unlimited resources. And if I had unlimited resources, all I would do is drugs. Sure. And, you know, the dad's got an oxy problem. It's just a party time. If you can get away, like, if you can get in your car... And be as inebriated as you want to. And because you're so powerful in a town, you can't ever get in trouble. Who cares? Yeah. So the kid has got a group of friends. And they're all sitting down to explain their relationship to him. Why they like him. Why they don't like him. So he's got a girlfriend at the time who's sitting down on the documentary. And one of the immediate funny things about her is like... You know, and if you've been if you've seen Southern women, they have a a couple of hairstyles. They've got updos where they really blast their hair as high as they possibly can, and uh, they wear a very similar type of thing to the open back t shirt, but it's it's form fitting. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, mossy oak, or you know, just whatever was cool for white people to wear in a metropolitan area six or seven years ago has finally made its way. And gotten its own southern twist. Yeah. Like there might be a floral picture of a bass mm. on something that would have not had a graphic on it before. Yeah. And now it's made its way to the south. And they've taken a particular style of shirt and turned it into yeah. something a big fat southern lady would Lisa buy. Lisa Frank goes to a buffet. But this girl is like... And they're, they're all... You know, these are all like the well-to-do kids in town too. So all the girls are are kind of hot. Yeah. But mid 20s now as southern women do they're starting to get blown out a little bit and you could tell that all of them are very self-conscious about it they uh so as the documentary progresses like the first interaction with them they're all dressed like a little more laid back and then you can tell that they probably saw footage from that and were like god i really look like i'm getting old and my like they're yeah so you, you can see the the next interaction that all of them have like they're pointing their chins up a little bit more like stretching their neck out and making sure they're not hanging double chin near as much oh, man. and made up a little bit better like probably asked netflix to bring stylists the next time or something like that and so that's that's a hilarious thing but that if again if you're southern that is what southern women do like yeah. they're very conscious of their image and sometimes that borderlines on insanity because i don't think there's anywhere else in america where people cake on as much makeup and use as much hairspray Still I feel like everywhere else where there's hot women, they're they're kind of going like a more the more natural you look, the better off yeah things are. You really don't unless they're doing like you know, I'm a sideshow freak, eyeliner. Well, the first thing you do to fucking pork butt is put some mustard on it and some dry rub, so <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. just doing that with makeup. Yeah, so the 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 sun I want to say his name's Buster, but there was two kids, so I might be fucking this up. We'll call him Buster. Yeah. Uh, he and his friends take a fucking boat to, or maybe this is South Carolina. It is South Carolina. I don't know why I said Alabama. It's all the same. It's all the same. It's all the same. South yeah. Carolina. I just The reason I remember that is so funny, because they take their boat to an oyster bake Oh, so that's right. how I know. Oh, yeah. South I Carolina. I thought you were going to say something about mustard. <laughs> no, because they're all about No, no. The, cube. They take this. So, they, you know, it's a, a South Carolina fucking type of party. So, uh, you know, they're just like smoking oysters outside and shit. And that's the party. So you just go get fucking blackout drunk, put oysters on a fucking smoker and munch them while you're hammered. Yeah. Sick. Good time. I would love to do that right now. Yeah, let's do it. But, well, we don't have oysters. South Carolina does. Again, that's where the connection came from. They go, they get tuned up, and then everyone's given their account on how they try to talk this dude out of boating back. Like, here's why you shouldn't take a boat back. We're too hammered. There's a plethora of people offering to give us rides. There's so many reasons for us to not take a boat back, but the dude – They've already built up, like, how he goes from being, like, a pretty decent guy, even though he's a spoiled, rich little shithead. When he's sober to when he's partying, he's a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Because that's the air Like, no one can tell him no because he's never been told no. So he does whatever he wants to. And as Uh, soon as he's faced with opposition, it's Spaz City. And everyone's like, he just gets shark eyes. And his girlfriend's like... We dated and I loved him so much and he just started beating me, you know, and then finally he choked me and I just, that was, I just couldn't believe that that would happen. Then there's another couple and like, they're a brand new couple, even though they've known each other forever. So they're all happy and content and just trying to fuck. Yeah. And, uh, two more kids, another girl. And then of course there's the big fat girl. She's like, I never liked Buster. And I don't like any of these guys. And I'm tired of them trying to fuck all my friends. You're, they're all better than them. Oh, yeah. You know that one. Yeah. The one that uh, no one wants to have sex the with. The biggest one. But probably has more sex than all of them because yeah. that's what happens is like all your other options are shut down. So you end up pounding that one. Yeah. But she's probably creamy and tight. Yeah. Because that's the way that genetics work. Yeah. Yeah. Dry and loose. Get out of here. Creamy and tight. All night. <laughs> So they get in this boat, they start heading back, and then they decide to pull over at a fucking riverside bar, and they get more drunk. And then they're leaving to head back. They get lost, and of course, the guy wrecks the fucking boat. Uh, one of the girls doesn't make it, and they're all blaming the guy, Buster, and then. Buster, when the cops show up, wants his his buddy to go down for it, and the cops are already on the same page because they understand the dynamics of that family, like there's even like nine one one like a, not nine one one but police banter through their radio system where he's like that's a Murdoch, and they're like, "Oh shit, okay, and, and the dispatch is like, "Yeah, good luck with that, so you know they all leave on their own accord, but they're searching for this body, yeah, they look for it for weeks, can never find it fuck and uh but you know what happened though? Gators? Well, possibly, but you know how the boat you know how the boat wreck happened, and I know how the boat wreck happened. There's four women on the boat. Yeah. So oh, you know yeah. they're just fucking like, why did you do this to us? How come you're gonna do this? It's so cold outside. And then he jerked I it real hate hard. This, you know? Yeah, probably and threw right? that's on. enough. Bow. Yeah. Bye, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So their friend fucking dies, and that's the new relationship. The guy that's going to basically take the hit for it is the. It's his girlfriend, you know, and so he's like on camera, police body cam, like cussing the buster dude out. And uh, and, you know, he's like not going to go down for it because the family like they're they're uh, the dude calls his dad, um, the older Murdoch. He pulls up and he's like, all right, everybody don't say a fucking word. I've got this under control. You know they're gonna take you down to the station. I'll be right there. I'll get you out, and I'll take care of this whole thing. I appreciate what you're doing. So like they throw money at the kid, and like he's charged with something, but everyone, you know, everyone comes out clean. Yeah, and then uh, fuck, I forget what that buster did. Get the kid did to get in trouble. I believe. I'm going to blow it. Who cares? Watch the documentary. Yeah. that's And what's crazy is that his crime and shit is, like, the smallest feat to happen. Shit really starts to unravel for them because, like, reporters are already kind of onto this thing. And so much crazy shit keeps happening. Like, so many people have disappeared and been killed that have been connected to him, Just like the Clintons, but they're not quite the Clintons. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. They're just the South Carolina Clintons. And so the first super sketchy thing that happens is... Uh, their fucking lifelong maid, this lady that's, you know, lived, like, raised their kids, lived with them, taking care of everything for them, dies because he supposedly just falls down the stairs. Oh, yeah. And they think that this kid pushed her down the stairs because she found their drugs. Oh, God. The, like, the whole thing's sketchy. Like, you know, they call 911. 911 shows up. The, the emergency personnel show up. She's been dead for hours. Injuries are, in, injury, yeah, injuries are inconsistent with what actually happened, what they say happened. And there's they have, you know, full array of cameras and the footage isn't there. Just all the things that point yeah. to... No one goes down for that. And then uh, the dad is like, okay, listen, uh, this really fucking sucks. I don't know how to make it right, but we love her. We love her family. So what I'm going to do is sue myself for wrongful death for $10 million. And then I'm going to take that $10 million and give it to the family. Mm, okay. So because their life insurance is not very much like, yeah. so he wants to make it right with the family. Basically what you would think is hush money. But then it turns out, you know, that's like six years ago and they still haven't seen a dollar of it. So he basically, it was covered by insurance. So he basically just pocketed. 10 million. The, the millions of dollars that were supposed to go Holy shit. What a this, piece of fucking Oh, I mean shit. And there's just so much. I can't encompass it plus I have another couple things that I want to cover that I that I watched that were fucking bananas. Uh So th- th- that's when nationally they're starting to get attention about like well, what the fuck's going on here? And then the dad calls 911 and is reporting his son and his wife shot dead. Oh, no. They live on this huge compound, it's out in the middle of nowhere. He's come home and discovered that his son, son and wife have been shot dead. Hmm. And, uh, you know, he ends up going down for that. Like he just got convicted and then sentenced to life plus however many years in prison for the crime, for yeah, doing it. Yeah, and then, you know, he gets arrested and uh, he gets out on bail and he tries to kill himself. And so he fucks up trying to kill himself. He tries to shoot himself like on the side of the road. And he calls 911 and is like, these guys, my, my t- I fucking blew a tire and I pulled over to change the tire. This guy pulled up and we got into an argument and he shot me in the face. God damn. And so that story is like running all through the news. And then the doctors are like... you you couldn't have this that that couldn't have happened like all what like the way you're saying like the only way that you could sustain these injuries is that you shot yourself yeah and so then he just has to come clean and be like y'all i was in a real dark place because i lost my wife and son and i tried to end it all and uh, i was trying to just leave this money to the rest of my family my other son and my other kids and make it right god (laughs) It's a real fucking mess down there. Well, man. I mean, you know, this is kind of what happens when you don't, like, teach your kids boundaries and, like, know and you just give them everything, man. Like, when you give a kid everything, they're inevitably going to be fucking scumbags. Yeah. And that went on for generations. I mean. Yeah. God, dude. Shit sucks. Oh, I mean, yeah, beyond sucks. But... It's something that we've definitely seen. I mean, you know, Bill Clinton's Southern. And he, his whole thing is set up like that. I mean, the South... There's so much of that going on down here. I'm sure no matter where you live, you've heard of a good boy network. Yeah, oh yeah, good old boy network, yep. Good old boy networks where it's just fucking, you know, people that have... They live in a small town and there's just not much there. Uh You know, most of the people are struggling and don't have anything. And so when there's a, a family that lives there that's got unlimited resources for whatever reason, they control the town. Yeah. And everybody that's connected with them is able to do whatever they want to and it, they get tied up in all types of illicit shit because – They essentially run a fucking tiny country in the middle of nowhere. So it was interesting to see not Alabama, but South Carolina, a family that's been doing the shit that goes on in the South kind of get tied up. Now, that's a little extreme. It's usually not quite that crazy. But in Arkansas in particular, I mean, we did an old episode all about how Bill Clinton was tied into this good old boy network down here and how that they were, they were flying in cocaine and how crazy all that shit got. And of course there was that Tom Cruise movie and plenty of documentaries, like the Mina connection about how crazy Arkansas was and it, and shit like that, man, it just happens all over the fucking South. Yeah. It's something, man. It's that's, I mean, that that's kind of, that's kind of the problem with everything, you know, really is like those type of people run the world, you know, it's like it's not even those people. Those people aren't even as rich as the people that run the world, but it's people who got shit. Get away with fucking everything, and then you do one small thing, man, and your shit's over with. It's crazy. Fucking crazy, man. Yeah, but they've been getting their comeuppance a lot with the Internet, and then it, it was so funny to me that fucking Southern Living, because Southern Living is like, you know, if if you get Southern Living magazine like every Southern grandma does, it's just like... Travel destinations in the South. Yeah. How to crochet stuff. Yeah. There's like sewing patterns in them. Recipes for fucking jello salads. Like people's homes, like how homey their shit is. Yes, that. man. Like design ideas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember like. <laughs> Always oh, like having to shit. And if I had to shit in my grandma's bathroom, I couldn't not read something. Yeah, so you got like, to gotta start crack open to Southern Living. We, it's crazy to, to think that we were literally the last generation that did not grow up with a cell phone in our hands. Yeah, that is crazy. I didn't get a cell phone until I was 18. And they didn't have... Like the first cell phone I had was just that Nokia brick. And then the fucking sidekick came out like the next year. Uh... And I didn't get the first one, but I got the second Sidekick, Sidekick 2. That was my first foray into smartphones. I had friends that already had iPhones, but the, everything, like, the Sidekick was, like, the phone to have back then. Yeah, 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 And And, uh, like, I, I, uh, I lived in a house with these dudes, and the Sidekick 2 came out, and it was, like, 500 bucks. And They didn't used to have that shit where you could, like, pay a phone off. You just had to buy it outright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was working two jobs and rent was due. (laughs) And I had, I think I had $800. So I had to buy the fucking sidekick and I gave him 300 bucks and then I owed him 200 and they were furious. But, and all I did is just like trolled B9 from my phone. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was already on the computer all the time being a fucking deviant I was I was laughing today because I got into a little thing with this lady pulling into my son's school like I'm turning right. She's turning left. Everyone that's ever lived knows right always has the right of way. Yeah, we pull I pulled up at the same time as her and there's no reason like there's no stop signs or light. It's There's no reason for me to slow down whatsoever. So I'm just turning right and she blasts in front of me. So we pull up to in front of my son's school. Of course, she's going to the same building, gets right behind me or right in front of me, and we get out. And I'm like, hey, she goes, hey. I go, for future reference, anytime someone's turning right, they have the right of way. And she goes, oh, I know. But hey, both our kids go to this school. Let's set a good example. And I said, I, I agree you should teach them a good example and teach your kids that if you are in traffic and you're turning left and you see a car turning right to avoid a fucking accident. Yeah. 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 Wait until the car turns right. And she just goes, yeah. and I was just like, I wanted to light her up, you know? Yeah. 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 And then I was thinking like, where (laughs) I am just like, where does that come from in me? Where my brain, like I already had three things canned, like my brain just had, three things like you're fucking blowing your shoes out Oh yeah why can't your jacket zip up you yeah. know i guess you didn't plan on doing your hair before you came up here just yeah. three things that would crush a southern lady you know oh yeah i didn't but then i was like why is my brain like why do i see somebody and just have things ready to go right away and usually when they slip away like i'll tell them to you anyway but then it, it, I just mathed it out. It's like I was a fucking fat-ass little kid. And so kids were ruthless to me. Yeah. And the only way to keep that from happening was, was you just had to, go to be way worse yeah. and way quicker on the draw. Yeah. Yeah. So I just became a fucking assassin. And then that blossomed through the B9 and AOL Instant Messenger. Sure. Because we didn't have, like, the first social media I ever used, of course, was AOL Instant Messenger. And then the B9 board, which, like, came from uh, AOL group chat. They call it chat board or chat room. A chat room. It came from an a AOL chat room, turned into a message board. And then MySpace came along. MySpace was the first social media I had. There was, like, Friendster. So, it was, like, MySpace. Uh, Zanga. Zanga, but Zanga was like Live Journal. Live yeah, Journal, yeah, yeah. so that was just you. Like I would just go on there. I would battle with girls on Live Journal. Is what would happen. Did you ever have this? Probably no, not. I didn't have Live Journal. So I would post like this was shit. <laughs> Live <laughs> Journal was like Live Journal was like the early two thousands. So I would post song lyrics, and then I was listening to like almost exclusively like Terror, hate breed yeah Shit like that So I would always like Post a terror lyric And then some girl would be like What's that supposed to mean uh, And I would just be like It's a song lyric You fucking cunt <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Or whatever you It know? means I hate pussy And just blast Yeah, yeah basically yeah, yeah, yeah. Like well, look You know I'm trying to get attention From you pigs at school You're not doing it You're coming on my live journal Yeah And then I'll just crush you online yeah. And then you would see each other at school And it would be like not even Nothing a, Yeah Weird, a weird world. people didn't know how, and it still is like that. It like still people is can like still the, just run wild on social. I media. I run into people all the time that I'm friends with on Facebook, and I, they never say hi to me in person. It's yeah, they'd, weird. See, that's a that's a very weird move. That's weird. And you can say the same thing about like me not saying hi to them, but I do have like uh, I have to stop myself from saying it, but I'm going to say it anyway. It's a very gay thing to say. But I have like uh, a presence of some sort, you know, I, I'm like a, a local entertainer. Like what is the, yeah, the yeah, least yeah, gay yeah. way to put this? So I have a, a, a large number of people that I don't know, but have like seen interact with things. Yeah. That maybe it, I may or may not recognize, but like I almost know for certain they know me. Yeah. So I guess I'm in the same boat by not going over and being like, howdy there. Man. Kind of, man, yes and no, because it's like you're not sure and you see them. But then I think what happens for those people is they get intimidated because a lot of those people think, and it's like, and I'm like, I'm nobody really. So it's like, people think that we live this extravagant life, you know, because we're on the internet doing this shit. And we're just like, this is just us on a Wednesday night. And the rest of it is like, we work just like everybody else, whatever. And yeah. people have a bigger idea in their head of what you are, you know? Something. But the, that's always a weird thing when you like, or it's or like a lot of times like I'll see I'll know it's somebody that I interact with and I'll be like going for a head nod or something and they'll just like turn away from it. I'm like, yeah. what the hell? Kind of weird fuck? Fucking world is this? Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, social media. It started off like that for me, but I just have always been a fucking assassin. Yeah, like always, which is like definitely what led to doing stand up and shit. And uh, and usually when I do stand up, I I like really because. as infrequent as I've been doing it, like my entire goal is to go in and like take new shit that I've thought of and like make it palatable into something that works where I can go somewhere else and do it and and get paid for it or whatever. Like I really try to not lean on like doing crowd work or crushing people in the crowd. Yeah. But I mean, as soon as things start, if it's like not going good for me, then it's just like, well, there's my backup plan. Allow me to unleash my fucking weapon that I brought with me. Yeah. I've been doing this forever. Toned. Yeah. I'll just look through the crowd and be like, that's what you wore tonight, huh? And I know when you put that on, you looked in the mirror and said, I probably shouldn't. But you committed to it. You brought it out here. What you didn't factor in is that you would be sitting down. So now, everything that you looked at in the mirror and were able to, like, suck in and made yourself think that you didn't look like you were blowing it out, now that you're in a chair, it's just completely come apart. There's yeah. stuff like that all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, like, always a canned one. Like, if I see, like, a fat dude or lady, that's, like, a classic one for me is... uh. When you tried that on and looked in the mirror, you didn't picture yourself sitting down, did you? Yeah. Looking like a a snow cone with rocks thrown through it. Shirt riding up, fucking bottom gut hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just know how to hurt them, man. And people love that. And it it sucks that that's how the world is. But people love to see other people's pain. And then they've been thinking something like that, but probably not as good as what you thought of. Yeah. And so when it hits home for them. Yeah. And yeah. it's always like, and then you know, if someone says something, then it's like, well, I mean, you asked for it, yeah. Essentially, and then that's, pretty much. That's always I never feel so bad about that one, but there's been several times when I've been like, I've run through a bit, and maybe like you know, I've got a, like one of my punchlines has to do with Gamble Corp. So if people can't do the simple math of like, oh, that's funny because of this, then it's, and it, it doesn't hit hard. I'll just. <laughs> They <laughs> take somebody down for no reason. Yeah. Yeah, they better get it next time. They better take it <laughs> all in. Yeah, I don't know how we got on that, but man, just uh social media. Well, yeah, but it's extending back to how why it became so nasty. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a th- I had to check it constantly cuz like I you know, I like we can get in a argument or something done with my wife and just I have to not take her down because I would like to have sex yeah and I could just and I have uncorked them before and just you know got the silent treatment for three or four days yeah yeah until I'm like I know that that was a terrible thing to say I'm sorry you pushed me I can't Can't hit you so yeah I had to do something worse than hitting you (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. Luckily, that doesn't happen very often, but uh, I was mad yesterday. I did, man, we went on that trip and then came back. So, my son had a friend staying at our house on, uh, what did he, Friday? Friday, yeah. So, I get back. It wasn't that late, and they're there, and they decide that they're going to sleep in the living room. And I can't be like, guys. I got something cooking back here. You need to go sleep in your room so it can happen. Yeah. So they blocked me on Friday night. And I was specifically like, hey, Swain's friend cannot stay the night again tonight or I'm going to go crazy. I haven't been able to bust since Tuesday. Yeah. We got to solve this problem. Send that kid home. Because they're at a, like, dude, him and his friends, which I guess is like just the age that they're at. They don't, Spend one night. It's always Friday. Uh, It's always Friday and Saturday. Yeah. Either one of them comes over. He goes over to one of their house. Or sometimes two of them come over. Three is hard for me to deal with. Yeah, that's too much. And then I get home and my fucking daughter has a friend staying over. Crap. Insanity. Hmm. So then Sunday, I really put a hurting on it. And I tried to go for it last night. I'm too sore. God yeah, damn it! Yeah, yeah, fuck. Just catching. Just ruin it for yourself, man. Well, you know, it happens. Does happen. I just was furious. Yeah. And then the week before that, I had a great thing happen in the bedroom. The day before we left, as we were banging to uh, the Deftones album Diamond Eyes. Yeah, great one. Which a lot of people put diamond eyes towards the bottom of their collection. And I would say like for songs to rock to, it's not the strongest, but yeah. for songs to bang to, yeah, to bang to, it, it's, it's a, better. And yeah. people people like to argue White Pony is, but White Pony White Pony may I think it's 12 songs, yeah. and five of those songs are pretty hard, too hard. Yeah. for a lady. Yeah. So it kind of ruins the mood. Now the back half, the back half of White Pony, oh yeah. Like passenger, Korea, digital, like all you know. It's made. For, I feel like it's made for that. Yeah, yeah. But the whole album is not diamondized. The entire thing is curtailed. Oh yeah, it's the that's, horniest, that's all it's about. The horniest. Every song is about fucking. Yeah. It's tempoed specifically to fuck to. Run through that whole thing, and the first song that came on shuffle was fucking Pod. Welcome to Southtown. Hell yeah and i wondered in that moment like how many people has pod brought to the lord because as it caught me at that time i was like yes let did, me, did, me were me, you climaxing let me, when it came no, on no i really <laughs> tried to but i was like let me be a vessel right now lord yeah, 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 and yeah. uh this little light of mine i will let it shine yeah hide under a bush okay yeah just blessed i feel like if you he- you know, like sometimes there'll be a moment that there might be a sound or a song or a smell and you come mm-hmm. and it just for some reason gets stuck in your head because you busted <laughs> to it, you know? Here in the south town. No, uh, luckily I was mashing from behind because I was giggling for sure. It oh, was yeah, a very yeah, yeah. funny moment. Just like, how yeah. did this do <laughs> Yeah. How is this the thing that Spotify decided to go with? Yeah, I think I talked about it before when Stain came on one time. Whenever I was having it, I was like, <laughs> fuck, man. Yeah. We were both laughing our ass off. Yeah. Well, Stain is funny, but like, you know, Welcome to Southtown is a good song. It's hard. Yeah. It's a good song. Yeah. I mean, if Youth of the Nation would have come on, I'm sure everybody would have laughed and had fun with it, but. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: that is a good one man i did feel so alive that would have yeah. been a good one i probably would have climaxed to that yeah i feel so alive like, yeah man i really do for the very first time but see things like that man you know it's sometimes hard to not truly be immersed in christianity when yeah. people say uh oh, i can't believe in god because i've never seen any proof what dude if you're banging and I feel so alive comes on. Like right when you're about the climax, you can't tell me that's not God talking to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's saying something. Yeah, you've been playing that 6 act, and you're about the climax <laughs> yeah, yeah. and POD comes on? Shit. Yeah. Yeah. He's probably, looking out, man. That,
1: that would be, probably be a probably just great like,
0: fucking thing to be like, you become a preacher and be like, man, here's my time. <laughs> you to explain to him like why. Yeah, I mean, you would be Christian. the king youth pastor, dude. Yeah. I think he's just uh, saluting me for upholding the sacred bond of marriage yeah I don't th- I think there's a lot of Christians that stray from the path yeah and God knows a lot of people out in the world that stray from the path did, so. did you ever get those like pages or the, there I guess it was like a catalog and it was like Christian music and it was like for people who listen to secular music and it was like okay you follow it from A through Z and you like you go to genre Oh, and you yeah. go down and then be like, this is like this, you know I mean, yeah. youth pastors would just do that specifically for me yeah they they wouldn't print it out and give it to me, they would study it, yeah, and ask me like what I was listening to, so I could tell them, and they would be like, "Oh well, and it was yeah, same shit, yeah, have you checked out the supertones <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, I got talking to going to a reliant k concert oh I, right. I had no fucking clue man dude like, i got uh I like, went to honestly pretty sick memory is uh God, I had to have been. So I know uh, 100% fact the first concert I ever went to was Billy Ray Cyrus. Oh, yeah. Kindergarten. Nice. And I don't know how I remember this so well because I think when you're. Everyone's got core memories, but when you have a a shit childhood and got, you know, stepped on and abused and treated like shit your whole life, there's a lot of shit you like block off. But for whatever fucking reason, this sticks with me so much is like. My grandpa used to own not an entire trailer park, but half of a trailer park. And uh, it was like as shitty as you could possibly imagine. And he would always make me help him go do stuff, which was so like if someone I mean, no one ever like moved out on good terms. No one ever like saw their lease through. And then said, Hey, I'm looking for a new place. They just always got evicted. And it would be wrecked. And so he would make me go with him and like spray bug stuff. And like the trailers, the bottom of them would just be coated in giant slugs. Uh-huh. It was a it I mean, dude, just nightmare shit. Nightmare. Roach it. I mean, just nightmare, the nightmare shit. When you shouldn't be dealing with stuff like this when you're like five and six. But that's yeah, what my yeah. grandpa like he always wondered like why did you never uh this used to be a thing we would get into all the time like how come you didn't just let me teach you how to build houses and go do that it's like dude you've traumatized me yeah you made me do horrible stuff you did child labor to me yeah. like you're not so you if you would have waited until i was like you know 11 10, 12 11, but yeah. you started making me do shit when i was like four you're not yeah supposed to be spraying fucking banana slugs (laughs) under a trailer when you're like five so anyway we're over at this trailer park and he's like talking to one of the people and he's telling the or i told them like hey i'm gonna go see billy ray cyrus tonight and these white trash fucking degenerates are like billy ray cyrus and i was like yeah I'm five it rocks yeah they're like you got the cyrus virus and i was like what's that and the fucking younger one goes it means you're a faggot no, I didn't have any clue. I knew it wasn't a nice thing, you know. Yeah. But that crushed me. Yeah. yeah. I specifically remember that and then going to see Bloody Ray Cyrus and it rocking. And they had like, uh, they were selling all types of goofy shit there. And they had a um, a heart pin that flashed on and off that just said, Achy, break your heart on it. And I tried nice. to, you know, get one. It was probably like five bucks. And just, my grandparents were cheap as fuck. So they were like, no. Yeah. It was $20 to come to this. There's no way yeah okay great great (laughs) but yeah that's a core memory but then i think the second concert that i ever went to i was probably eight or nine years old and the church youth group which included you know a youth group is supposed to be teenagers but i'm from a small town the church is small so it's just any kid so they took all the kids to uh, they still do these? Uh, it's called the Hell House. Are you familiar with this? Oh yeah, for for uh, Halloween. Yeah. So yeah. churches will do a haunted house, where because it's evil to believe in spirits and demons. And, and you know you believe in demons, but you can't believe in ghosts or monsters or uh, wizards or fairies or whatever. Like you know a pumpkin with a smiley face on it, whatever pagan bullshit is going on for Halloween. So what they do instead. Is that they will take a church and convert it into a haunted house by making real life scenarios where a kid will die and go to hell. Yeah. So you walk through three or four things where a kid dies and then you have to walk through hell. Well, they'll like crank the fucking heat up and and do like lighting where it looks like it's fire and then have a bunch of demons pop out and shit like that. Pretty fucking sick. And it will definitely yeah. scare the dog shit out of you when you're yeah, a kid. Oh, fuck yeah. And so this one was like pretty fucking elaborate. It's like a kid died from an OD. A uh, kid killed himself. And then a kid got into a drunk driving accident. And it, that culminates where you walk out of the church and then there's like a smashed car upside down with blood all over it. And the parents are there crying. Yeah. I mean, pretty like detailed and in-depth shit. And then you go into the basement of the church, which they've converted into hell. Yeah. And so then at this church, you get done with that and you pop up for a DC Talk concert. Mm. Nice. They did rock pretty hard. I never got into them. Dude, that- when you're not, you don't know any better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so DC Talk was one of those Christian bands where they just were like, at the time they made an album where it was like, all right. So the, like these are the four things that are really cool in music uh, right now. In 1992. Yeah. So they had a song that sounded like Nirvana, a song that sounded like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. They would like rap and also rock. Yeah. So it was sick for a kid. To, you yeah, know, I just, man, I remember that being like a a Maystay type of thing at fucking most fucking churches. You know, everybody's like, this is good. You know, and this is just like the best. Christian rock band of all time and I just never could get in I never could get into anything anybody got me into and how I went to that Reliant K show is that our buddy Seth fucking (laughs) was like I got tickets to this and he was trying to save me he's speaking to Seth yeah oh I know he's having a baby yeah did you see the picture huh what the fuck yeah man who's having the baby yeah yeah cause I've seen Junior before does Arnold get fat in Junior he just get a belly, yeah. we still jacked, man. One of the premises of Junior was that that uh, Danny DeVito fucks him and gets him pregnant. No, that would be awesome. if That's what it was. Oh, did you say what if? Yeah, I thought you said yeah. one of. How I, does he? How does he get pregnant? I don't remember, but I thought I was. Me and my wife were talking about it, and I was like, "Doesn't Danny DeVito like? It's like a come in something, and they and they." Like artificial inseminate him with Danny DeVito's come, and she's like, "No, that's <laughs> yeah." You are mixing up twins all for right? sure. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even think Danny DeVito. I watched Twins five or six years ago. It's pretty. It's a good movie. Twins is hilarious. Yeah, man. it's very funny. But they should remake that movie, Junior. Yeah, and I mean, it's like people saw that and were like, "Yeah, I'm doing that." I saw a post the other day that was like, uh, "Trans mothers are sacred and important," and it was like. Somebody dressed like they were in the Amazon or some shit and they were pregnant, but it was like, I think it's a trans fathers, but it was like a pregnant, it's like, yeah, but no tit, like a man's chest. And it was like, I don't even know. I'm so like numb to this shit and I have no, uh, I don't even know where this begins or ends. Oh, speaking of trans stuff. So my kid, <laughs> he's in fifth grade. I went to his gifted and talented, uh, every year they make a short movie. And then they have a film festival where they show the movie and then someone wins. And a fifth grader made a fucking anime. And it was, like, pretty decent. It was way better than everyone else's, but they didn't win yeah, somehow. of course it's was an anime. About basically, like, being trans. It didn't exactly say, but it was about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like... You know, I'm looking around at the other parents and everyone's like, what the fuck? And then I look over at my daughter who is laughing hysterically and recording it. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> recording you or recording? recording you? the fucking thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> she's nasty already, too, dude. Yeah. She's fast. She's mean and fast. I mean, and it, like, I like it, but I don't like it. Yeah. Because she's yeah, just yeah. a mean girl. Because she's like a very pretty young lady. She has like... You know, like abs and shit for no reason. Yeah. So you're like, so yeah, dude. Yesterday she was telling me that she, uh, a guy, she like she's like angusing a guy. Like a guy kept being creepy to her and asked her out, and she was like, "Oh yeah, sure, I'll be your girlfriend." But is not. Yeah. She got. A, she's Oh Yeah, like, I'm gonna. Have, Cause doesn't somebody like fake date Angus? Like, set him up like that? Yeah. It's like a classic teen I mean, movie. That, I mean, that happened to me. I was it's like Angus. a classic teen movie thing, you know? Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to, like, make her sit down and watch Angus or something. But I was just like, Gracie, that that's terrible. Like, you can't do that. Yeah, that's shitty. I was like, that kid's going to come and shoot the school up. Like, you don't know what you're doing. I was like trying she's like, why is it even mean? I was like, because this kid, probably something is not cooking right, you know? And he has decided for whatever reason he's in love with you. He doesn't know what that is cuz he's in 7th grade and like you guys are retarded, but yeah. That's going to be like a giant emo like what do, like what do you expect to happen when he finds out? Yeah. I don't know, man. I remember somebody did that to me when I was a kid, but I was like already I was going through so much and I was like an emotional. I was just trying to find somebody to cling on to that would like give me the time of day, man. I didn't you see anybody give me a time of day and then that happened or I was like laughing stock and I was like, fine. Yeah. And that's whenever it turned, it was seventh grade too. And that's whenever I went from being like, all right, nobody's going to do this again. So I just started beating the shit out of people <laughs> and bullying them. I became a bully. But yeah, I mean. Yeah, she's nasty. Yeah. She's like way too, I mean, you know, I know where it comes from, unfortunately, but she's like really <laughs> quick with it and shit. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember what she said last night to me too. She said something like fucking pretty nasty to me, like real quick. And I was like. Hey, why are you being so mean all the time? And she was like, "I'm not being mean." She was like, "I'm trying to be funny or something like that." And I was like, "I mean, if you continue down this path, I'm going to do that to you. Is that what you want?" She's like, "No." I'm like, "Okay, well then let's knock it off because I'm going to do." She knows better. Yeah, I'm going to give you a trauma. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, she's got, dude, seventh grade is nuts now, man. Like, one of her fucking little friends, dude, her sister is, is like, 16 or 17. And made a fucking Snapchat of the girl Gracie's age dancing topless. What the fuck? Yeah. And then, you know, Gracie had a little boyfriend. And he just got in trouble for him and another girl sending nudes to each other. And, like, she it, I feel like, you, you never know. I feel like she's, like, really... uh she seems like really mm-hmm. dignified and would not do that. But it's like what everyone's doing now. So it's but so like it's a, it's the culture we're in. Right. right. It's just like, but every, there is, I mean, but then, you know, sexualized. There, it's, it's still kind of the same thing. School wise where, like, I remember being in school and there was hot girls and then there was like hot girls that were for sure sluts. Yeah. And like, there was like the more dignified hot girls who would never. Yeah be caught doing some wild shit like that. Yeah, so Uh, there's the nasty ones. And then you... Like, Like I never... I was always... I didn't really like the ones that were like real hot and dignified. I didn't want to even be around them. I just want the, the slutty ones that were like letting dogs with peanut butter out of their pussy. Those kind of rumors. Yeah. Those are the ones I was like, man, I want to go to those parties. Yeah. I want to see something like yeah. that. I want to <laughs> see somebody get beaver eating. <laughs> I'll, I'll beat off to them getting a dog, eat, dog eating their pussy out. Yeah. But yeah, it's nuts now, man. You just take like all the wild shit that we used to do and then now everyone can just document it. Yeah, it's amplified, man. It's wild out there. Oh, breaking news. I uh, can't tell you. Any of the circumstances, you're just going to have to take our word for it. But uh we found out, we came into some information. Uh Some teenagers fucked a turtle to death. Yeah. Yeah. I've been trying to mull it over in my mind. Sure. Best thing I can think of is it had to have been a box turtle. Yeah. I mean, it's in the name. <laughs> sure. That's why it's funny. Uh... <laughs> But, man, what the hell? Yeah. Well, it's like like getting uh, a wooden vase and then just putting wet newspaper in it. Yeah. (laughs) You keep saying that. It's just like I don't feel like the shell has got a hole that you can stick your penis into. No, it does. Where? Well, how does the head of the turtle come out? But the head's there. Yeah, yeah, but they can tuck back in. But then the shell they got a hole to pop their head out of. But it's not really a hole; it's just their neck. They hide everything, man. <laughs> yeah. They can pull their feet in and all that shit. Yeah, but like, what if they? <laughs> what if they're fucking the feet of the turtle, dude? I just don't. <laughs> I, I don't think there's like a p- a place for a penis to go inside. I mean, the turtle died from the injuries, so yeah, whatever. But and would it just bite the shit out of your crank? Well, if it was a fucking snapping turtle, snapping turtle will be a box turtle know? will bite the fuck out of you. Yeah, but I mean. I don't know man but i mean it pees or shits it's got that turtle shell around it. it's not like it just carries a shit and pee around in the inside of it yeah but dude a turtle but the you know a turtle penis is not like a know, i'm talking about turtle pussy it's not prepared it's not set it's set up for turtle dick yeah no but i mean like if you got a kid that's real pissed about something forceful if you will you think they could slam it inside of a turtle's yeah, hole? Man. I don't think so. I just know how hard your dick would get when you're a teenager. Sure, it's. The I same. Mean, if you pa- have a, if you have a we'll castle, still get painfully hard. If you have a castle and it's got wooden fucking doors, and then you take another fucking log and just push it until it breaches, it's gonna go through that door, dude. Okay, I mean, I don't think so. It's like a piñata of meat. It's like it. I mean, it's like trying to stick your dick in a water bottle or something. It can't go in there. Yeah. Dude, there was a kid at the youth center a Mountain Home a Skate Park. This motherfucker stuck his dick into a shampoo bottle and got stuck. So the the fucking <laughs> Oh, I've done something like that before. <laughs> I've had similar situations. Dude, this motherfucker comes out. We're all like eating lunch and shit, and he comes out of the shower and he's got a towel wrapped around him and he's like, guys. He's like, you gotta get somebody. I was like, what the fuck, man? Why are you out of the shower? Like, you're just wrapped in a towel. And somebody yanked the towel off, dude, and he just had a like a suave bottle and his dick was stuck in it. Sure. And he was like, It's hurting, it's hurting. And it was like, I guess it was like pulled the air was pulling down. Like they fucking called an ambulance dude. And we were all laughing so hard, but I guess yeah, what serious. happened was, was like they fucking had to drill a hole in it to make the air like release so he could pull his dick out. Good time. Well, when I was a youth and Gatorade first came out with a wide bottle. Yeah. You fucked it? No. So I used to pee in them all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. soft, you can pop your helmet in there, mm-hmm. pee. But one time, I got hard. Oh, no. While peeing. Oh, no. Nice. Against all, you know, this is what your body does when you're a teenager. Yeah, against yeah, yeah. all odds. I was peeing somewhere I shouldn't have been peeing. There was young girls around. Yeah. And I got hard. Yeah. You like a Gatorade Tiki Torch? <laughs> and the amount of panic. Oh, yeah. Because it, it was just like, no. Oh, dude, no way. <laughs> but it's just like, just the head was like stuck, you know, in it. I couldn't pull it. I tried a couple of yanks, so I just had to put my fucking hoodie over it. Oh, man. Yeah, and yeah. sit. Yeah, they know. Until I softened up enough. Yeah. Which was, you know, 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I used to like flick myself right here my nose. Mm hmm. hurts real bad. Anytime I get a boner and had to go do something, I just to flick the fuck out of it. Yeah. No, no pain could ever make it go away. It was just a time, a time situation and just really trying to like get your mind off of whatever it was and wait it out. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that like, a classic bit of mine as a kid was to just get a bottle when everyone's around and loudly pee into it. Yeah. And everyone would be grossed out. And I'd be having a great time because everyone's grossed out. You chase anybody around, I could get poured on them. Oh, yeah. Definitely yeah. threatened with the pee. I poured a piss on somebody. People would just get outraged. Like, you're peeing right now, right here. Like, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's why I pee so much now. Yeah. All right, I'm going to try to blaze through this fucking last one because it's really something, too. There's another uh, documentary on Netflix, and we'll do part. It's like a two-part. It's nine episodes, and four of them are on one cult, and then five of them are on another cult. Or may, there might even be three. I honestly don't know because I haven't gotten far enough through it, but we'll get into the second cult and possibly the third cult uh, next week. The first cult, it's called JMS. Which is the initials of this dude who is the leader, uh, Yong Ming-Suk, <laughs> which is funny enough of itself, uh, or also known as uh, Jesus Morningstar. Nice. And this dude was like the greatest televangelist of all time. Like, he makes Kenneth Copeland look like a bitch. Yeah. And I'm not getting I'm not getting into the the problems yet. I'm talking sheer numbers. This motherfucker. So their recruiting strategy. You know, he he had a televised program, and then the whole idea. Is, so you're in South Korea, and and they're just going through like a regime change. So it's gone from being like under the impression of oppression of like a dictatorship into like a free, essentially free country. Sure. And, you know, Christianity is like in the mix now. And so it's like this Western thing that's seen as different and cool in a way. Yeah. But then there's still like a very conservative side of it. But this dude is is the opposite of that. Like he's trying to make Christianity like cool and fun. Sure. And he's got some ideas that he'll bring out and get into that are neither cool nor fun one including him being the messiah yeah jesus was not the messiah it's actually him that's cool and fun for him yeah yeah and he talks you know anti-semitic like blames the jews for the downfall of like jesus was going to be the messiah but they killed him and fucked the whole thing up so now he's here to be the messiah cool and fun (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) but so what they do right yeah Is like they recruit people by by having uh, like hot dudes and ladies go to college campuses and high school parties and recruit. With pussy? Yeah, I mean, yes, eventually. But like they 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 look cool. They do cool stuff. And like the church services, they've got like cheerleading routines, like uh, K-pop performances and like everyone is is uh dressed like scantily clad like there's they're being sexy and like having fun it, it looks like uh mtv spring break the church service oh my god and so they they were they get i mean the you know the dude is got like it it's a it spans to hong kong and china and the dude's got millions of fucking members it's insane like because dude when there's so many asian people in yeah. like concentrated areas and when like something takes off they, they just you know if it's like you know thousands of people your age are doing this they're they're like they're just ingrained to go along with whatever it is and so this thing is fucking huge and the dude's sermons are bonkers dude he's talking about adam and eve and he's like showing this graph He's got graphs for everything and they're crazy. So Eve has got an apple in her hand and an apple over her pussy. And he's mm-hmm. like, Adam's got a leaf over his hog. And he's like, this whole thing is every story in the Bible is a metaphor. Yeah. And so he's like, this metaphor is for taking a dick and putting it in a pussy. The serpent deceiving Eve. The pussy is the apple. The snake is the hog yeah makes sense so he just turns it into this hot horny thing and that's like what everything is like he constantly is talking about fucking like all the time and he's just grooming everybody and like what he'll do is he'll just get these fucking harems of girls built up and they'll be sending him, like, nude videos, like, in the Netflix documentary they're showing. Like, it's crazy because they blur the girls' faces out, but it just shows their fucking bushes and cans. Oh, yeah. And they're, like, in this hot tub. That's pretty much, like, regular Asian porn, right? Yeah. And they had no penetration. I don't know about Korea. That's Japan. Yeah. And they're, they're like, and they're like, we can't wait to see you get to come here and get in this tub. Like, you know, just, like, and they're, like, taking... They give them grades, like A, B, C, D, F type of shit. And so, like, if you're willing to take a picture and send it to him nude, you get an A. If you're willing to go, like, privately meet up with him, you get an A. And then, you know, he's just fucking. And he he has, like, different ways of easing into it. He's like, I'm going to give your body an examination. And then, of course, he's like, you know, I'm the messiah, so any contact and interaction we have is between you and God. I am God. And so he'll start fingering him and be like, God's inside of you right now. Oh, yeah. And there'll be a freaking out. And he's just like already got his hog in there. The Holy spirit. Going to town and, you know, just ruining all these young girls lives. Cause yeah. he's like a, you know, 60 year old freak. You know? And all of them are just like, I'm trying to find a way to talk myself into being attracted to a 60 year old gross old man and I'm just praying wow. to God to help me with this. <laughs> it's like, Jesus, man, it's rugged. But the dude, man, so like they, uh, again, it doesn't actually rock, but it, some of the things he says, you're just like, and does, and you find out about, you're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 Uh, just like the, like the way that he tells, you know, he, he you know, he talks dirty to him and some of the stuff and may or may not be hilarious. Some of it is like so uncomfortable because he's raping them that I don't even want to repeat it and laugh at it because I'll like, it's too much. But yeah, if you just yeah, watch a yeah. documentary and I challenge you to not laugh at some of the things he says. And I'll give you a couple that no, like no one actually got affected by. It's just like the, the funniest thing that I thought that he said in the whole thing anyway, was this girl is like, it, it, he's got a resort. He's got several resorts, but he's like on the run. And so there's like 50 girls hanging around him and they're in this room watching TV and he sees that there's a car wreck and six college age girls die. And the girl's like, everyone else was mortified. And then he goes, what a waste of cunt. Wow. (laughs) Jesus. He was like, well, I wish that uh, instead of them going like that, I could have just brought them to me. Well, If he was really god, he would have. Oh yeah, sure, sure. Got their souls, dude. But he, uh, you, you could like have sex with them on the fucking dimensional plane. But he just had everyone convinced. And then on top of him having everyone convinced, is like he would use girls that he was doing that shit to to tell other girls that it's okay. Like he would have them in the room. Yeah, grooming. And so he'd be like fingered them. And the girl would start to freak out, and the other girl would be like, "That's oh, all good. No, it's good. Dad, what the fuck is up with that? That's I don't know. Crazy man. It's wild. Well, and they talked to one of the girls. Actually, like you get pretty good insight cult. on it. And, and again, this is crazy shit. Like, and I fully believe. Like, I always. We, every time we talk about Colts, I, I give uh, my little piece. Like, at some point in this, you're retarded. But I think it's, it's just humans well, in general. It's, man. it's like the it's the upfront part. It's yeah. like when someone is giving you their crazy spiel in the first place. Now this one, so like the last one we talked about where it's just a group of like eight teenagers, early 20s, and that guy was manipulating them. To go along with that, you're retarded. But this is a millions of members. Yeah. And, and billions of dollars. I mean, this guy is like beyond loaded. To so, be fair, when you were a kid- and you saw an Asian person. What did you think they oh, were up to? Playing the violin. Probably the only Asian person that I saw growing up near Branson, Missouri, until you. I was like, you know, 12 or 13 and moved to Colorado, was fucking Shoji Tabuchi, man. Dude. That was the only Asian that I ever had any experience Well, here's the with. thing, man. So I, did, I didn't really encounter that many of them. Like, maybe at, like, King's Chinese Buffet or some shit. But, like, <laughs> I fucking... <laughs> When I was a kid, I was able to just rent action movies nonstop. And, oh, yeah. And so, like, I like I thought they were up to fucking medicine. Karate. Doing fucking karate. Yeah. Like, riding dragons. Uh-huh. Like, letting dragons come into them. And that's their ferocious fighting spirit. And a lot of those things come from a belief system, I'm sure, in Asia, where people really thought that kind of shit was going on. And so, as a... Guaylo, round eye boy, uh, thought that's what the fuck they were up to. And so yeah. I think that they also believe in all this mystical shit. And, well, you know, eating certain things to give you boners and all yeah. that stuff. And so you got this guy come along and right. he's like, I'm the God. I'm God. Now, I'm giving them leeway. The, the roundabout point I'm trying to make is like, by the time that he was banging everybody out, it was already like well-established religion. It seemed like a very credible thing. So I see. It's easier to see how people got, ra- how women got wrapped up in it. Yeah, yeah. Like the, it makes sense. It's an industry. It's on television. Like it's a, it's the real. Well, deal. we're also talking about uh, a gender that believes that they're good drivers. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine, that's fine. You know, especially a fucking Korean lady. Ooh, god damn. Yeah. 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 I mean. Sharia law, Sharia law really has some things right. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's a problem with everything in America right now. Women driving? Loading. Ladies in general, man. Yeah, Just, sure. in charge of anything. I mean, dude, uh, Sharia law is, like, if you gave rednecks the power to rewrite the Constitution, yeah. they would write Sharia law. But they, hate, much. they, but they think that they hate Muslims, yeah, because of you know nine eleven or whatever, which was just basically, yeah, uh, you know, opt into which is what they're going to do with aliens next. I, really, aliens are going to be the next thing. But aliens are the, the next Pentagon time. said the pit pe- the fucking Pentagon said today that there is very likely a mothership shooting other UFOs into onto the shooting Earth. light beams or some shit and the, yeah. a mothership? Dog. Yeah. There is Yeah. There's not a mothership. What's going on right now? Yeah, I mean this is just the next we gotta be able to we can they gotta control us man. That's it. But they're going to aliens? Yeah. I mean dude we have we have sentient AI. Yeah. And aliens. Yeah. Everything that was in a movie that scared the shit out of us when we were kids is coming, yeah, or here, yeah it, yeah, anyway, let me get back to this fucking shit. Yeah, 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 uh so what gave me the most insight on how this dude was able to get teenage to early twenties women to not only have sex with him. Which is I mean, rape them. To not only rape them, but to get them to convince new women to come in and be raped by him. Yeah. And you know, he would tell all of them, like, now that I've fucked you, no one else can. Yeah. Because I'm God. And if they fuck you, they'll die. Their dick will fall off. If oh, you get sick. if you get pregnant by them, you'll die. The baby will die. And yeah, your stomach's like a microwave. like insulates. Yeah, it's for real. It's just shit like yeah, that. Yeah. Like, just like, this is only for me. No one else can ever have this. Nice. Uh, so he ends up bagging a French girl. French. Yeah. Who came to South Korea as like an exchange student type of thing. She's like the French Yoko Ono. <laughs> <laughs> but it's but, you know this is where this is where you can really understand the psychology because like completely understand how this could work on south Koreans again they have just come out from under this oppressive dictatorship like everything is new to them they don't have a lot of sensibilities they're in this new thing it seems very legit generationally their entire lineage has been controlled by the government so they're they're like kind of predisposed to believing what they're told French girl comes in and then gets wrapped up in the same shit, meets up with the guy, and he's got this girl who's like kind of the main girl in the documentary. Um, She is South Korean and Japanese and was born in Canada, I think. So she speaks English. Mm -hmm. And the French girl speaks English. So he goes to, you know, finger in the French girl. And he's got this girl in the room to translate. And she's and so the French girl is starting to freak out and just like looks at her like, what's going on? And she's like, Oh, everything's fine. It's good. Just go along. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And she does. And you know, the French girl is like furious that the girl did that. And so then again, this girl, and this is towards the end of the thing, the last episode of it. And this girl has been the main because she's the one Who like came forward like he had gotten in trouble in uh, 1999 and went on the run for doing the shit, went to prison for eight years, got out. And then, you know, a condition of his thing was like, you can't be doing anything like this again. So he goes right back to it naturally in 2008 when he's freed and then goes back on the run. And so like now this girl has come forward. So he's about to go down or he does go down, but he's about to, he's already, I think he's either on the run or already in prison, but like, because of what she's doing right now, he's going to be like, he's never getting out. Yeah. And so she's been intimidated by members of the church. Like people are trying to silence her and she's basically in like a protective custody type of situation. Like it's a nightmare for her. So you feel really bad for her, and then you come to find out she's the one that translated. And it goes back to her, and the, and it shows the video of the French girl being like, I would want to know from her, like, how can you do this? And it kind of hits her, like, on camera, and she breaks down, and she's like, I just, uh, I, I feel awful about it. And uh, I haven't really thought about it, but it was you know, I was just doing what I was told. I was caught in this thing, and yeah, that's just what it was. And it, wholly believable. Like, I don't think that this girl would have done that to somebody else Yeah, had it not been for essentially being under fucking Korean mind control. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, man. It's like people are just like, I think everybody across the board is so easy to control and manipulate. And when you're, when you're able to do it on a mass scale, like, it becomes their life it's like they don't even think for themselves anymore i mean it's just a real problem that's like the biggest problem i think i have with humans it just drives me nuts it's like man, yeah like you just what the fuck man being like, able to be manipulated is sucks i hate that as well and i also hate people who know what they're doing and choose to engage in that yeah for like for profit sucks It's not as near as bad as, you know, sexually exploiting. And another thing that's got me thinking about is like the Andrew Tate situation. You know, he, I think a lot of people don't understand exactly what sex trafficking is. I think when people hear sex trafficking, all their brain goes to is you're forced into prostitution. Yeah. But sex trafficking can also be... So, like, the the guy from Korea, for example, he is bringing these girls. He's on the run. He's in China. He's bringing these girls from Korea to China to bang them. That's sex trafficking. Yeah. He's uh, paying all these girls' expenses. They've got everything they could ever want, except they have to fuck this guy. So, that's what their life is. So, they're stuck with this guy for the time being because they've bought into what he's selling And like all they all worked for him in some capacity. They had jobs and shit just like uh, Scientology. Like some of them are like uh, the main girl. She could sing really good. So she had been a singer. She had been, you know, this shit was broadcasted on TV. So she was like a news anchor for them. Uh, She had done several like entertainment related jobs, but they have jobs and they're working for this guy. So they're stuck. And so Andrew Tate, he wasn't like kidnapping women. And making them sell pussy on the street. He was meeting women online. Having them come to Romania. Giving them everything they needed to survive. Without having a way back to where they came from. Yeah. And forcing them to do like. It's not. Because then it's still. It's not forcing like. Bitch sit your ass down. And blast yourself on camera. Yeah, It's like. You're in my house. You know, it probably takes a couple weeks to condition to it. Yeah. This is what we do in my house. Everyone does cam work. You're a cam girl. Everyone here is a cam girl. And then the other girls are like, it's so great. Andrew's giving me a car and all these clothes. And my life is awesome. So that is also sex trafficking. Sure. Yeah. But... The so is he has he been convicted yet? Uh, no, but he just got denied bail again. From he's what got I understand, thirty more days. I understand, but I don't even know. I I'm not really following it enough, it. but I just am saying like I I what he what he's doing is sex trafficking. I mean it's it's not not so he's I don't know what Romania is gonna say. I know that he's saying like the whole thing is a frame job, but. I mean, he's on camera hundreds of times explaining how he makes money through having cam girls stay in his house. Yeah. And if it's true now, let's say the girls that are there, there is a way, you know, if I'm totally wrong, the guy may have, he would have had to tell them beforehand what they're going to be doing. Yeah and they agree to do it and they come there and do it and they can leave whenever they want to and when I say leave whenever whenever they want to I mean like be given money to go back because that's what's in the way it's not like he's pointing a gun at him and telling him they can't leave yeah I thought that they had like gotten some like kind of text message or something from two girls basically admitting to like setting him up yeah, I mean that could be going on and shit, but uh, but again, I, what all I'm saying is I'm not I, picking a side. I can no, no, me either. either. It could. I'm saying it, that could be that could be the case. I don't know enough to know. I haven't followed it enough. But from what I understand, like the girls are coming there with no money. They're making money. He's keeping the money. He's giving them an uh, extravagant place to live, and. Buying them things, feeding them, housing them, yeah. but I don't think he's giving them enough money to leave.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: yeah. I think if someone is like, "I want to leave," I don't even think he's saying, "No, you have to stay." I think it's some shit like, "Okay, well, when you make this much money, I'll hand it over to you, and you can leave." Yeah, but they don't. You know, they're not getting the money. Sure. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Ooh, then that's sex trafficking. Yeah. yeah, yeah so if sure. if that's true, then I got a feeling he's going to go down. And it's gonna be justified, I mean, there's a lot of like wiggling in and out of that, yeah, who knows? I mean, I just but it goes back to being people being able to be controlled and sometimes like life just deals you a shitty hand, you have nothing, and you want something, and somebody offers it to you, and yeah, but it's like, oh, yeah, well, yeah, I mean that's why it's sex trafficking it's wrapped in this, like you're fucking broke, but you're hot, but you're in a place where you can't make any money, and then you meet a then there's a guy. Just looking through Instagram profiles online and he finds you and you live in fucking bumfuck France. Yeah. And he's like, hey, check this shit out. You want to drive my Ferrari? Yeah. Come on out. Yeah. And he's got millions of followers and he's like, dude, he's literally the uh, fourth most searched person on the internet. Donald Trump's number one. Of course, the king is the king. Yeah. Yeah. And that's throughout the entire world. Oh, no, no, no. Donald Trump's number three. I'm sorry. I fucked that up. It's uh, two soccer players. Uh, Messi and somebody else that's a huge soccer player. Donald Trump's number three. Tate's number four. Yeah. Huh. But yeah, man. Uh, let's wrap up on this shit because we're going to do Patreon. We're going to switch over to Patreon. So, again, let me remind you. Patreon.com backslash tech is $5 a month. Free episode generally every week every week we're able to record the podcast we crank out a patreon right afterwards and we put it up for your enjoyment so a lot of back episodes there if you're not a member uh we had several new ones last month which is sick all that money goes directly to our producer brian who you know takes what we're doing right now and gets it on the internet and i feel like if we get him more money that he's just graduated school tell him congratulations Uh, We might get back to being able to do YouTube content and things like that. Yeah, yeah. That's the plan. Keep that train rolling. It's all for the good of everybody, folks. We're not trying to fleece you here. We're not going to get enough people giving us $5 a month that we can, uh, you know, run off to the hills of some country with loose laws and start bringing in sex slaves. Uh, Even if I did, if I had that type of money, I'd probably just like fly Kid Rock in for a night or something instead of doing something like that. You know what I mean? So, yeah, head on over, patreon.com backslash ethanol detectives. Give us five bucks a month and fucking join our secret club of saying stuff we can't say on the podcast. And, you know, don't record it and put it on the Internet. Yeah. All right, motherfuckers. We'll see you. Somebody's going to you.